I do wish to be a bit of a cliche today. Pastor asked me to do kind of a, a standalone message and this sermon um, series. We're taking a break, and I'm just doing full of thanks. Full of thanks. Let me ask you a question. When I say Thanksgiving, what's the first word that pops in your head? Say it. No, be honest with me. With that poll, usually the word is turkey. I heard some people saying cranberry sauce. That's not the first that would have popped in my head. I understand the line of thinking, but I, I would definitely think turkey before cranberry sauce. But you've got your priorities. I mean, no you. Uh, great time to be together. We always have our holiday favorites, right? Grandma's this, mom's that. Uh, we, do, we do a carrot souffle. That is my personal favorite. Um, but I definitely want the word Thanksgiving to not be deadened, numbed, lessened. It's amazing that in the culture that we live in, how much that word has lost. We have so much provision. With whatever recession we could be going through, just stack our nation against the rest of the world. And we can still be so lost with our gratitude and missing this. It's a, this is where the, the church really needs to be a light. It's just another one of those areas where gratitude and thanksgiving pours out from who we are as a people who have been touched by God. So I want to talk about being full of thanks today. I'm not going to keep you crazy long. I've only got, I've got five passages of scripture. They're all very short. We're going to move right through them. And honestly, when I was preparing this, I want you to know, <clears throat> if you need this, I encourage you to do this. Go look up the word thanks. Like how many times it's mentioned. Thanks, thanksgiving, gratitude, thankfulness, all those things. I, I've got one passage from Psalms that I'll read. The rest I'm doing are all in the New Testament. But, but in the Old Testament, I'm barely even touching those words. I mean, did you know that even in the Old Testament, when it came to the sacrificial uh, order of things, when, it, when they were doing that ceremony, there was still a part of the sacrifice that had thanksgiving attached to it. Like that was part of the ceremony. We couldn't begin to touch thanksgiving in one message in its entirety. You with me? There's a lot to be said. But I just want to highlight some areas that I hope will be helpful for you. And I, I want to uh, test ourselves. Please take notes. This is where I tell our youth. I don't think I'm the most amazing speaker in the world and I'm the best youth pastor, so I'm expecting you to take notes. My whole thing is... When you take notes, you're more likely to remember things. You obviously have access to something, and you're not like, oh, what was that? What was that? But the greatest thing is that when you sit down and you're ready, you have an expectation to get something from God. I'm expecting to get something from this God. 
Here it is, what do I want to write down? So even if it just comes to putting something in your phone, a little notepad, please do this because I want to test you today. In any of the areas that we talk about gratitude and thanksgiving, I want you to be able to put down, I need to work on that. I'm going to work on this one. I need to work on that one. This, this is good for us. This is good for me. I've done some repenting this week as I've prepared for this message. That's how it is. Um, but I am, I am so filled with thanks and gratitude. And come on, that's really important to the Lord. It's a, it's a condition of our heart. We're going to jump to Colossians. Now, before I read in Colossians chapter 3, I always think it's important that you understand the context of the scripture and the verse. We don't want to take things out of context. Um, the beginning of this, he's been talking to the church. And Paul, and this is so great, even if you go back to the first chapter, and Paul does this regularly. When he writes a letter to a church in a certain area, he always starts with prayer and thanksgiving. There's always thankful. Look, we're going to have to deal with some business, but first and foremost, let's start with thanksgiving. <laughs> Whenever we pray, we should be praying first and foremost, starting with a grateful heart and with thanksgiving. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Like, you're so good. Everything is amazing. It affects the way you're about to walk into a situation. Your mentality. This is what thanksgiving does. <clears throat> In the beginning of chapter 3, he's talking about putting on a new self, right? If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, not below. Heavenly things, not earthly things, right? Seated at the right hand of God, there's Christ. Set your minds on those things and pursuing him, uh, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died. Have you died? And your life is hidden with Christ. I'm going to go to Galatians 2 after this. That's a spoiler alert. This is not the only place that Paul actually talks like this, and we're going to go there next. But it's important to know this because he's saying pursue the right thing. Have your heart in the right place. He's talking about die to this. Allow this to have its good stuff inside of you. Love above all else. He starts laying all this stuff out. I encourage you, go read it. It's a powerful chapter. But we're going to go to Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. He says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This, this is what's going to happen. If you, if you put on a new self and you do those things, die to these things, awaken to these things, pursue love, he's like, then you're going to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let's keep going. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Next one. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is three for three on those scriptures, back to back to back where thankfulness is an important part of this process. This is a byproduct. This should happen inside of us as believers. 
everything through Christ Jesus, and all of it should have thanks attached to it. Do you understand this thanks is not just being like a little bit thankful. I'm talking about serious gratitude. A deep, deep understanding of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for me. Changes everything. I would tell you that the solution is in the challenge. If you're really struggling... Well, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I'm just going to say it. Read your Bible. <clears throat> Read your Bible. I, I believe so much in what it is. The answers are there. It makes sense. It really does. It adds up. And the more I lose myself in his word and in his presence, the more I really find myself in him. The gaps and the cracks and the holes that I have, I'm so incredibly thankful and grateful for what he's done in my life. And it's intoxicating. And it is contagious. It's moving. Galatians 2.20, this is going to be a cure for a lot of our things we understand. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That word faith is what I want you to underline if you can because this is really, really important. Your ability to have a thankful heart is not going to be possible if you don't have faith. It comes from him. And faith is the thing that we stand on when we don't know what else to stand on. Just in your head, thank him for something right now. In order to do that, you have to believe that it's true. What are you thanking him for? Something you know to thank him for. Uh, Am I just wandering around not thanking him for things that I could be thanking him for? Things I haven't thought about, things I haven't pursued, things I don't know of? Actually, our perspective and our uh, posture of faith is really going to express through gratitude in my life as I spend time with him. It's going to manifest itself. What I'm saying is gratitude is directly connected to your ability to recognize who he is and what he's done for you. And if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to manifest true gratitude. And this is where we have to really look at ourselves sober in the mirror and say, have I truly died to myself or is it me still living? 
Is it Christ in me right now, ruling and reigning, or is it my flesh? Is it still me who believes they know better? Um, there's powerful things that manifest like love and peace and joy. Thanksgiving is one of these things that's like it's a afterfruit that is produced as we are pursuing God, and it's also something that is a perspective shifter. It, it changes the way I see situations. Um, let's go to Philippians 4. Uh, another great chapter. What's, what's, a, what's a, not a cliche, but a popular verse, Philippians 4, 13. That's the one everyone, I can do all things through Christ. We're going to stop before we get to that because there's an outliner that goes to this, something that helps support getting to being able to do all things. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And it says reasonableness. You might have a different word in your Bible. Uh, it, it might be moderation or something like that. That word is translated as gentleness, consideration, patience. Are you considered a reasonable person to your coworkers? <laughs> Let your reasonableness be known. Do your kids know you as reasonable? Does your spouse know you as reasonable? Be known to everyone, the Lord is at hand. And that is a great thing to remember everywhere at all times, whatever we're doing. The Lord is at hand. Would your conversation look different? Would you spend your time differently? The Lord is at hand. He's here. It affects everything. Let's keep going. Do not be anxious about anything. Again, I want to point out how much we have in our culture, how much access to things. We have a drugstore at almost every corner, right? All the entertainment we could hope for. Access to food. Whatever we want. I mean, what we can have on this phone for any one of our desires. And yet, we are so anxious. We are so depressed. We are so filled with fear. We question. And what I don't want to say is that having a thankful heart and rejoicing, it doesn't mean that we don't mourn. It doesn't mean that we don't feel pain. In fact, I, I just want to reassure you right now, the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, that he is near to the brokenhearted. This, this is not the ignoring that something bad happened in your life, and I'm not trying to be un, un, insensitive to that. If you have a grateful heart and you're pursuing thankfulness, it makes anxiety disappear. It goes away. You, you remember that God is on your side. That this 
circumstance is not the thing that dictates the rest of my life and that God does not want you focused on your circumstances rather than focused on him. A lot of our anxiety is rooted in being stuck right where we are and not believing that God is who he says he is. Circumstances are dark. What are you afraid of? You're losing your business, pain, death, some, some, some financial ruin, what, what is causing anxiety in your life? And do you believe that that's what God has always had for you, that that's the end of the road for you? That's not the character of God. So instead of having that, what we do is in those uncertain times, I start declaring the goodness of God and what I already know to be true. And I start declaring thanksgiving over the, myself and over my circumstances, and it changes the way you start going into that situation. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I need that. And you can ask my wife. That has been a pillar in our marriage when it's come to decision making. Do I stay? Do I go? This job, that job, do moving, what to do with the little bit of money that we have, like having to move on things. I'm going to make my request known to God. I'm going to thank him for all of the things that I can thank him for. There's not enough time in the day for me to thank him for all the things that I could thank him for. And I'm going to let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. This is the right of a believer that no one else has access to, but a believer. A peace that surpasses all understanding that has been a guidepost for my life. I will sing praises to that peace forever and ever and ever. What an amazing thing to give access to someone who doesn't know God. You can also have this peace. It doesn't have to make sense. There's times we were like, sorry, I, I don't know. It just don't, do not have peace about this, so I'm going to stay away from it. Or this looks really uh, filled with turmoil, but I feel the peace of God telling us to stay true to this path. We've never been misled by that. We were talking about uh, the complexity of the human eye and how it works. The different systems in your body. Just breathing when you're sleeping. There's just a million things that God has done for us that we never asked him to do. That he did anyways. What I'm talking about, thankfulness. You might just need to start practicing. There really is not enough time in the day to be thankful for all the things that we could be thankful for. From our health and our body to any relationships in our life and his provision and the goodness of his creation and his purposes and plans for us. He's saying rejoice 
always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't, don't let that become just a typical scripture that's been said over and over again. How do I get this thing to latch on deep, deep into who I am? I want to be someone who rejoices, and I want people to see it. I want people to know it. Um, thankfulness, is that's attached to your testimony. If you're really thankful, you're going to be able to tell people. Do not let fear of man outdo your thankfulness for God. It should be apparent in us. And if I'm truly thankful and I've really been touched by him, I've got to tell people. I, I can't keep my mouth closed. I can't sit back and do nothing. I can't hide myself in my phone. Thank you, God. Are you? Are you thankful? James 1, verses 2 through 4. I know that I used this verse the last time that I preached. You'll get over it. <laughs> Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. You remember this one? Yay! <laughs> Hurts in a good way. Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. That's, his old, that's really where he wants you to be. I can be grateful because I know that the purposes of God in my life is to walk out a plan that I don't know what this plan is, but I know he wants me lacking nothing. I know he wants me to be complete. I know he wants me to be armed with whatever I need to be armed with to go to the next phase. He will not let you go to the next phase until you're armed with what you need to be armed with. For proper representation of who he is, and for your good, you will be allowed to go around the same mountain over and over and over again until you are equipped or learn what you need to learn. <clears throat> when trials come, again, I'm not saying it doesn't stink or it doesn't hurt. Of course it does. I've, I've, I'm there. I'm not saying I don't wish that that sickness or that thing wouldn't be gone. But I'm saying I can still rejoice in God. And that my perspective says, count it all joy. At the very least, I'm not, I'm not going through this for nothing. I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be more prepared the next time this thing comes in my face. Or I'm going to have testimony or something to share with people who are also going to go through this thing. But I'm going to get something out of this. And I know that it's not for nothing. What's, what's the opposite of Thanksgiving? Complaining. Grumbling. You could do another search on that in the Old Testament and see how that went for the Israelites. <laughs> not good. Those are two things that cannot happen at the same time. If you are complaining, you are not giving thanks. And if you are giving thanks, you are not complaining. They cannot coexist. Complainers do not have a heart of gratitude. No one's going to be perfect. But do you find yourself more on the pessimistic side of things? 
I do not like people calling themselves realists as an excuse to be pessimistic. <clears throat> you can be realistic and full of thanksgiving, and that'll give you optimism. I don't need real I don't need you to be real with me. I need someone to stand with me in faith who understands the character of God and his goodness. Give thanks with me, brother, like on how good God is so I don't have to suffer through this like Go ahead and complain. You going to stay there? If you just keep the complaining up and you stay in the same spot, you're just going to continually to get like more miserable. More nothing's going to change. It's not until you start changing something, start being thankful for something. Don't tell me you can't be thankful for one thing. I don't know that there's anyone on the face of this planet that can't be thankful for 10 things. Probably 100 things, probably a lot more. There are people that have way worse lives than I do when it comes to trials and tribulations. And I know that the gratefulness of God is still there. How many of you have had a life like Job? Not me. <laughs> and if he wouldn't, I shouldn't. Um, a Christian scientist and philosopher said, if I think therefore I am is true, then I am, therefore I thank is true. If I think, therefore I am is true, then I am, therefore I thank. Just that in itself, my very existence, puts me in a place of understanding that it was delight and pleasure of God that I existed. He didn't need me. It was the joy of the Lord. And it's the joy of the Lord that is going to be my strength. I don't want to be a complainer. I want to be filled with gratitude and touched by him. Uh, my kids help me understand this. I have a five-year-old and an almost seven-year-old. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they're learning. God bless them. Five years old. What kind of perspective does a five-year-old have? He's got a lot to learn. And it's funny because I'll have an amazing day with my five-year-old. And we'll do, like, so much fun stuff. Just like a real, like, his mom and I would call it, like, it's a special day. Like, we'll go out as a family and we'll, we'll go pick out a toy and have fun. Like, go to a restaurant and just a fun day. But at the end of that day when we're a little tired and he doesn't get to eat exactly what he wants to eat or watch the show that he wants to show, buddy, the answer is no. We're not doing that. He immediately loses gratitude for the entire, the perspective just isn't there. It's just, it's in the moment. This is the worst. <laughs> like we'll do, uh, like what were we thankful for today sometimes in bed? And my, like my older one was like, oh, today was the best day ever. And my younger one was like, oh, it wasn't the best day. I had a hard day. And I'm like, you little, I just, I just spent some money today for us to have a good time. 
but it's all focused on those last, that last hour that didn't go so great for your five-year-old. Spiritually, are you stuck at five? Emotionally speaking, have you stopped growing? Are you unable to be grateful for all the things that God has done in your life because something didn't go your way in the last day or two? Does that throw everything out for you? That is emotional and spiritual immaturity. And we need to repent of our ingratitude. He is our heavenly father that wants to provide for us. What kind of a father would I be if I just kept giving over and abundantly to my little ones and they have no sense of thanks or gratitude? That's being a poor parent. Count it all joy when you go through these trials. He's saying, yes, I'm going to allow you to go through these trials because it's not until you go through this that you're going to learn who you really are and what you really value. It'll produce a steadfastness in you that you wouldn't know to have unless you go through this. Be grateful. Be thankful. He's always going to provide for you. Like, you know what? The games, the shows, special treats, That's going to stop, son, until you learn how to be grateful for what you do have. It's never off the table, though, that, like, I'm going to provide for him. That's the heart of the father. We just might need to go through something first until we're able to get to the next level. Aren't you so thankful you have a dad that you have? that provides and takes care of. People need to see that and know that. Here's the truth. This is, this is where a true heart of thanksgiving can come in. When you have really encountered the presence of God and have been rocked by him in his salvation and understanding of the cross, you would rather go into the wilderness with God at your side than into the promised land wandering and blind and far from God. Give me Jesus before anything else. I don't want the big showy. What I don't, I don't want it all if I don't have God at my side. That's, that's the understanding. That's when you know you've really connected with him. You've found it. You've seen it. And it produces an everlasting gratitude and thanksgiving inside of you that shapes everything. And people should know it. People should know it at your work. It should be contagious. Things don't bother you the way they bother other people. The circumstances that change don't like, oh, it throws everything through the loop with everyone else. I need to be better about not responding so quickly to poor circumstances, right? I need to be quick to just, I'm, I'm excited to get the job done. A true grateful and thankful heart, man, you've got energy, you've got passion, you're excited to be used by God. You know that this life is short and we have this much time to make an impact and to be all that he's called me to be. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Our life is a vapor in the wind, right? To get our youth to remember that, I say a fart in the desert. <laughs> it sticks. 
here one second, gone the next. That short. You remember that, Matthew? Yeah, he remembers that. <laughs> um, and this very short one. What an amazing thing I get to experience in life. Just so much like, you know, when they say you have a near-death experience and your life flashes before your eyes. If you could for a second just let your life flash before you and think about all the moments that you could thank God for. How much we get to experience in such a short time. And this is just the beginning. It is a drop, not in a bucket, but in an ocean where we're going to get to have eternity with God. And people need to see that and know that. Take our anxiety away and our fear away. Take it, Lord. Remove our unbelief. Psalm 28, 7 through 9. And we'll, we'll end with this. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield, and in him my heart trusts, and I am helped. Oh, it's so good. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. God, you can't keep it in. A truly thankful heart. And I, I, um, I want to gently, I want to gently approach your stoic masculinity, men. True gratefulness and thanksgiving is not anything that can be taken from you. You know how you need to interact with the Lord and to be with him. I don't care if you're a little bit quiet. That doesn't mean you don't have an incredible prayer life. It doesn't mean you don't get in your word. I just want to challenge some of the last generation's idea of what masculinity is or we're not allowed to be expressive or represent physically and out loud the goodness of God. You, you need to be maybe a little more vocal or just would you be open to that? If you're not able to open your mouth and praise God when we're together and worshiping, there might be something going on in your heart that needs to be addressed. Th this is not the first that I've read today and I'm telling you there's a lot more in his word where it's talking about singing songs to him, praising him, exalting him with my mouth. He is, he deserves that. It is a reasonable request from our heavenly father. Once you know what he's done for you to honor and worship him. And I am not about religious hoops to jump through. I don't do it because I think I'm supposed to do it. That doesn't mean anything to him. It's when it comes from the overflow of the heart that the value is there. Are you with me? My heart exalts. That's not your mouth yet. My heart wants to leap out of my chest. And with my song, I give thanks to him. <clears throat> the Lord is the strength of his people. Can you say, thank you, God? He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Can you say, thank you, God? Amen. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Thank you, God. Amen. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. 
Thank you, God. This is the character and the nature of God. This is who he is. When it is hard, and it obviously gets hard, don't let that stop you from being a beacon of praise and thanksgiving. In fact, when you feel like you have less to give thanks for, those are the moments that you start listing those things off, and it gives you breakthrough in those moments, and God responds even greater, near to his brokenhearted. Are you with me? Close to those who need it. <clears throat> Put on your new self. Stop pursuing the ways of the world and be one who is filled with great thanks and allow him to dictate your circumstances. That's how I want to live. That's what I want people to see. We all have to go through things. We get to go through it with Christ on our side. So my trial should look different than the trial of the unbeliever. And maybe that needs to change in your life right now. So why don't you put your stuff away? Let's stand up. I want to pray for you. I want you. I want to give you an opportunity to respond. <clears throat> but let's just thank him. Why don't you start thinking of all the things that you could be grateful for? Lord, we do. We just thank you right now. We are so incredibly moved. We are so grateful for this life and this purpose that you've given us, God. We thank you, Jesus, that you see us every day. You're never far from us. You see us like you saw Nathan under the fig tree. You've seen us go through transformation like Saul to Paul. You take us at our worst and you make us your best. God, we're, there are things that we need to believe you for that we haven't seen yet. There is healing breakthrough that we need. There are loved ones that, that, that don't know you yet that we desperately want to know you. There's financial breakthrough that we need. God, we have great needs, but we have great thanks God, because we know your character and we know your nature, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just imbue all of that into the hearts of your people, God. Right now, quietly to yourself, if you feel like you've been guilty of ingratitude, just repent right now. God, just forgive me. Forgive me of all that I've taken for granted. Forgive me if I've ever acted like a spoiled child. Forgive me of all the areas that I haven't seen or acknowledged all the great things. I'll never be able to see all the good things that you've done, God. I'm so grateful for your character. And would you just allow him to touch your heart? Give us this thanksgiving spirit far past this week in November. Let it affect our, our workplace and our homes. Bless your people, God. Draw them close to you. Give them a hunger for your word, a desire to walk with you daily, God. Change us. He'll change you step by step. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. Everything doesn't have to be fixed in one day. 
He'll take you step by step. Thank you, Jesus. Just walk with me, God, tomorrow and the next day. I want to I wanna go with you, Jesus. Let us be a people marked with your joy, God. Give them that peace that surpasses all understanding, God. They can walk through the fire and be led by you, Jesus. We love you, God, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you put your hands together and just thank him with me? God, we love you, Lord. We're so thankful. Don't let it be just words. I want real thanks and gratitude coming from my heart and always, Jesus. In his name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Have a grateful and joy-filled week, people of God.